Hello, welcome to season two, episode three of Drink Like a Lady. It's our podcast designed for emerging female leaders to not only get a seat at the bar, but also to get a seat in the boardroom. And joining me is business strategist Kathy DeCirico Stewart, who is my partner in crime week after week as we host some of the exciting content that we're sending out here via uh, Facebook Live. Kathy, how are you today? I'm good. Wednesdays are always my favorite day when I'm with you. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. It's actually pretty warm out too. The sun is beating yeah. down through my windows and I'm actually pretty hot today, which I was not expecting. <laughs> um, you know, last week we talked about mindset and actually this entire season is really focused on mindset. But last week in particular, we talked about growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And Kathy, let's just remind uh, folks who weren't there last week, what are the differences between the two? Well, the fixed mindset, what it does is it shuts down itself uh, via, you know, not taking on new challenges, thinking that there are obstacles along the way, not good at criticism, and not seeing it really um, in a way that allows anyone to, to expand their experiences. In the open mindset, there's a lot of great distinctions, and one of them is they take in opportunities as though um, what's next, you know, the whole... Uh, the Nike uh, tagline, as well as understanding that the feedback that they get from individuals will actually help them grow to the next level of leadership. And we know that uh, failure is a big piece of this conversation. We just read the Bezos letters last week, and yes. he's a big fan of successful failure, which the translation yes. of that word is that you have the latitude to fail, but make sure you take the lesson from it and you apply it you keep it in your back pocket and you apply it the next time that situation raises its ugly head. And so people with a growth mindset don't necessarily look at failure as the end of the journey. They see it as part of their growth. And that's what we're going to focus on today, which is failure. And as you like to say, failure is the first step to success. Exactly. Exactly. I say that often to uh, not only the people that work with me, but also to my children, letting them know it's okay to fail. Yeah. And I don't know that a lot of parents adopt that mindset. I certainly know that mine did not. But I, yeah. I, I'm interested because the first time I heard this conversation, this brand of conversation between parent and child, is when I heard Sarah Blakely speak. Um, she, of course, is the founder of Spanx. And she yes. said every evening her father wouldn't ask, hey, kids, what happened at school or what did you do well? He actually asked, what did you fail at today? Which I thought was an interesting flip on the traditional question. But I, she, she walked away embracing you know, the lesson that she learned from each of those instances. And what you re what's really what that was was a translation from a generational, from a parent to a child saying, tell me about your failures and then let's work through them rather than being admonished for them as well. That's, I didn't realize that uh, that story was there, but it's a great story. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of listicles, as you know, and so we're sharing the five ways that you can practice a growth mindset and embrace yes. failure rather than shy away from it. And so number one is look for challenges. Like if you're if you're afraid of failure, then seeking out a challenge that isn't going to be life altering. If you, you know, it's important to just it's always reversible, right? You, you can fail at something, but pick something to fail at that's easily reversible, right? But at least you're pushing into that zone of optimal productivity where you're being challenged. You know, and my story starts when I um, was a buyer and a merchant at uh, Macy's. And when you're a buyer and you're buying for a department or a group of departments, 
you have to make decisions and those decisions are, you know, when you buy the product and it hits the floor, whether it's going to sell or not. Yeah. If you took everything absolutely personally, you never wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I love the word you said here. It was a challenge. And the challenge that we learned at Macy's at that point in, time in my career was that's the way merchandising was. So you never took it personally. You found solutions very quickly and you moved on. And I really believe that set for me a great groundwork for the rest of my career. And every year at Lady Drinks, I like to host one big extreme sports challenge mm -hmm. because it's, a, it's, a, it's more of a metaphor for the fact that I'm pushing you so far out of your comfort zone that I want you to see what else is possible for you, right? So we've controlled all the variables. You're not jumping out of an imperfect plane. You're jumping out of a perfectly good plane if you're at the skydiving retreat or if you're at the trapeze retreat. But right. I'm, I'm more curious about what comes up for you when you've pushed past that comfort zone and you start to have all these new feelings that come up. Obviously, we're hope you know we have everyone sign waivers. We make sure everybody is safe. But I, I'm always interested to see who shows up and who's willing to push there. You know, Joy, I was just thinking about that as you're talking about jumping out of a plane. <laughs> um, five years ago, uh, for my birthday, I asked if I could have uh, uh, airplane lessons. You know, and I and everyone was like, "Wait a minute, are you sure you want to you know fly an airplane?" I thought, "Well, why not?" And um, I was with, you know, a co-pilot, and they, they helped me fly over central New Jersey through Princeton and over um, towards Pennsylvania. Now, I decided not to pursue in, in getting a license, but I have to say that, you know, when I look back, um, it, it was uncomfortable to a point, but it was thrilling because then I knew I could stretch myself even further. Yeah, so the number one way that you can practice a growth mindset and embrace failure is to look for those challenges. Yes. Um, Number two is taking time to reflect. And I don't know that a lot of us take the time to do this, but I'm a big fan of journaling, even if it's bullet journaling. And I'm also a fan of keeping something called a brag book. And I learned this at a retreat maybe about a year ago where you keep a list of your accomplishments because life is going to kick you down. Inevitably, it's going to kick you down. But it's important to not throw your entire self-esteem out the window with it, right? It's important to have a brag book where you have a list of your accomplishments that you will look at when you're kicked down and say, oh, you know what? I am pretty good at this, or I am pretty good at that, and here's proof. You know, being human, and especially on a woman, what we do is we always take a look at the negative with this, you know, this laser focus, oh, I did that one thing wrong. What you're doing in journaling and what you're doing in that brag book, it allows you during that wave that goes down to open up that book and say, I forgot this, you know, mm -hmm. because it doesn't always come top of mind. So I, I highly suggest that I don't do that anymore as much as I used to. I journal on a different level of, of where I want to be. But it's so important to remind yourself um, of all your accomplishments. Do you take time to reflect today? I, um, I do a lot of uh, spiritual reading. Mm -hmm. And I do that in a way that helps me look at how I'm interacting and being with other individuals. Um, and I don't want to say where I can improve, but where I can help improve the relationship. So that reflection comes sometimes in the middle of conversations with people. But I, I do reflect um, differently than the journaling that I used to do years ago. Yeah. Number three is start saying the word yet. And we actually visited this yes. two episodes ago, right? Which is yes. every time you tell yourself, I can't do something. Well, you can't do something now, but maybe the better word to use is you can't do it yet. And if you put a lot of focus and intention behind something, everything is possible. And I've witnessed that myself. But you have an interesting story about this one. 
Well, yeah, you know, the one that we talk about is a very much, um, you're talking about the post-it note, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that story. Yeah, this is a great one where the, the gentleman, um, Spencer Silver, Dr. Spencer Silver of 3M Scientists, he was looking for this major adhesive. And what happened was that um, what he ended up with was this, you know, erroneous type of adhesive where it, it wouldn't stick very firmly like they were looking for. And, and he couldn't figure out at all what to do with it. That's not what he was charged with, right? right? And uh, another scientist, I love this because it was as a collaboration. Another scientist went to church and he went to the hymnal and he opens up the hymnal and he wanted to hold the page and he didn't know how to hold the page without um, actually putting something in there permanent at church. And when he came back, it was the aha moment and that was where the idea of making the post-it notes um, came about. And the lovely story about this, we wouldn't even have this form of communication and of an industry that is mega, mega, mega millions at this point had someone failed at their original intent and, and came out of it in a whole new intent. And it's microspheres, right? Like it's the microspheres yes. that remain, retain their stickiness and allow you to pick something up and stick it on another surface. Yes, yes. And don't we all use post-its? I use post-its all day long. Yeah. So the so number three today, folks, we're talking about failure and how that is a kindred, it's the, it's the close cousin of a growth mindset, but really about yes. when it comes to failure, Kathy, it's how you perceive it. And are you going to let the fear stop you completely or are you going to take the lesson and move on? You know, what's also important, I was thinking about this as we, you know, we put our um, curriculum together for each of these episodes. The point is, as you get up the ladder, sometimes it's okay for us to think it's all right for us to fail. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really important, I think, as you go up the ladder, that you can be a failure in the eyes of individuals who also work for you. Because what happens is it creates a human connection. Mm -hmm. So if they say, you know, you can say, gee, I'm sorry. I made it, you know, that was an error. I made a mistake. And then move, and they see how you move past it. You're actually giving them the actions and the life lessons to become yeah. a better leader. Yeah. And role modeling, role modeling yes. behavior you want to see. So number four today, we're offering the five ways for you to adopt a growth mindset and embrace failure rather than shy away from it. And number one was to um, look for challenges, look for things that push you out of your comfort zone. Number two is taking time to reflect and, um, and and really thinking about what's happening and what the lesson is there. Number three is start saying the word yet. I can't do something, but I can't do something yet. And that means that leaves open the door a possibility for you to, for you to be able to wrap your head or exactly. wrap your arms around an opportunity. Number four is take an outside in view. And I will be the first to say that I'm a, I have a hard time doing this, but can you reflect? Can you actually be an outsider looking at yourself as you're going through a failure and stop the negative self-talk spiral? Like, how can you kind of look at it more objectively? You know, there are a lot of factors that, that go on when um, you're working on a project or you're working on an initiative. And sometimes um, we, we are blinded by, by something we do not see at that point. So to take a step back and take a look at yourself, uh, I had a coach during uh, getting my MBA and that coach said, look at your life in a situation as though it's a film. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing I, I actually coach a lot of other people now to do as well. So when you do that, exactly like you're saying, taking the outside view, you then look at a 360 or, or something close to a 360 scope and say, 
well, yeah, that failed, and here's what I could have done different. Um, I failed at such and such, such an objective, but here's what I learned from it, and it could be a, a much bigger scope that brings you somewhere um, grander than you thought you were going to go. And also, like, you know, you bring up the analogy of the GPS. Like, if you yes. happen to make a right turn or a left turn, even though you were heading to wherever, you know, it gives you the opportunity to reroute, right? It gives you the opportunity to get back on course, even though you've made that slight setback. You know, what's really important, though, too, Joy, when you talk about this GPS system, I think life is a GPS system, and if, but you have to be open to seeing it. So there, once again, is that open yeah. mindset. Do I really see that this is a course correction I have to take? It's easier when someone like a GPS system tells us, wouldn't it be great if we could learn to do that very quickly? But the GPS allows us, if we pay attention, to really stay on course in who we really, really are. Mm -hmm. And that is extremely important in terms of um, the happiness and the success that we're all looking for. Yeah, and, I, and I've read that some of the people that have been happiest, even though they've achieved the greater heights of success, is because they've always kept their core. Exactly. Yeah. Number five exactly. is celebrate small wins. And I've recently started to do this, you know, like I remember um, when I like cleared the deck of all of my debt from like college and building a business, you know, and I was like, I'm going to toast to this. I'm going to celebrate this small win. But why is it so important to do that? Like, why is that a piece of the failure puzzle? Well, actually, you know, what you do is you create milestones. And if you remember those milestones, it's sort of like um, uh, medals of honor. And they allow you to look back and say, oh, you know, here's what I've done in, in that small win. I actually, what is, what's so interesting, and I ne never think about this, Joy, you really bring up a lot of old memories in terms of what I did. But when either I got promoted or there was a huge win, I might have gotten a huge order, I would go out and I would buy myself a piece of jewelry oh. and there would be significance. So this one, which I bought from Tiffany's, my, my ring here, um, it was when I was made the president of a company out of California and who knew that years later that you know when you still wear those pieces of jewelry it reminds you just like it almost like the journaling it reminds you of what um, you know what you've accomplished not everybody's gonna buy jewelry um, I also have bought some paintings the one that sits behind me that in my office but each of us if we look for visual components to help us yeah. celebrate those it's important and also, you know, celebrating those small wins kind of builds the foundation for you to want to be comfortable, first of all, but second of all, yeah. challenging yourself with bigger and bigger things, right? Or in yeah. your case, buying bigger and bigger pieces of jewelry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for those of you that are maybe just joining us on the Drink Like a Lady podcast this week, we're talking about not only practicing a growth mindset, but embracing failure. And the five ways that Kathy and I are recommending that you do this is to look for challenges, what's going to push you outside of your comfort zone. Number two, really taking time to reflect and understand what passed and what the lesson is. Number three, start saying the word yet. I can't do anything, but I can't do anything yet. And that's a great way to reframe something that might seem impossible. Number that's four. Excellent. Yeah, I love that one. Number mm -hmm. four, take an outside in view. When you see that negative self-talk start to spiral, um, you know, how can you kind of short circuit that by being an outside investigator and really looking at the situation from the outside in versus just being in it, right? I, I'm thinking, uh, Kathy, of that Mark Twain quote. Was it, was it Mark Twain that said, you know, half of the worries that I have 
haven't even happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. I, I don't recall. Yeah. And then number five is to celebrate the small wins because that really starts to build. As those small wins start to build up, you build a foundation for you to be able to challenge yourself with bigger and bigger things. And it's the micro, it's the micro wins that are really, uh, that are critical. So we're bringing it into a close here today. You know, we've talked about failure. Next week, what are we talking about, Kathy? We're talking about the power of our beliefs and the power of our minds, the unconscious versus the conscious. We all believe that our conscious beliefs are what drives our choices, yeah. when actually 90% um, of what drives us are our unconscious beliefs. And we've got to understand how to bring them up, change those if they no longer fit where we're going. This is one of my favorite topics. It's a yeah. close cousin of affirmations because so much of what happens to us is in our subconscious and we're just on autopilot until you stop and take inventory and decide that you're going to change any of that. So that's going to be an exciting one next week. So I'll see you here next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And um, I don't know. We're going to actually try a new medium next week. We're going to try doing an Instagram live so we can get some of your questions in the door. What do you think I'm of that? looking forward to that. I think it's going to be very exciting to actually interact. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I like getting the questions. I like that interactive element. Me too. Me All too. right, Kathy, I'll see you next week. Take care. Have a great Wednesday.